Well, good morning and welcome to Press Church. My name is Sean Lee and I'm the lead pastor here. And you were probably surprised to see me on stage playing. It, um, ne- needless to say, I got a handful of calls last night about some sickness. Oh, please, please. <laughs> uh, uh, I, love, I, I love playing and singing. It's something I used to do a lot more years ago. And it's, it's actually been a couple years since I've played. So it was nice to, to be in worship in that way with you guys. Um, yeah, so Dylan is, I don't know if he's watching, hopefully he's sleeping. Dylan is sick, and then I called Asher, and Asher is sick, uh, and CR is out of town, and it was just kind of one of those things where I was like, all right, well, we're just going to have to do this, and um, so yeah, I get, to, I get to do some worship with you guys today, but uh, doesn't the church look great? Can we give a round of applause for all those who helped get the, get the church looking? Um, you guys did a, a wonderful job, and it looks awesome. It's, it's Christmas time. We're here. It's December. Um, it's, it's crazy that it's, it's the end of the year, getting there. Um, I, I do have to say a little brag, though. This is the first year that I am done shopping for my wife already. I was done before December. Like, Cyber Monday, thank you. Like, that, got a couple things on that, one store, and I was like, it's not even December, and I am done. I am that guy who's usually, it's the week before Christmas, and I'm like, crap, I still have one more thing to get, and I'm that guy. And this year, I'm done, so, yay. Anyways, welcome to Press, enough about me. Uh, we have a QR code on the, uh, on the screens. Uh, if you have your phone, you can get that out. Through this QR code, you can see all the things that are happening here at Press Church. There's also some links to get connected with us. Um, and I want to let you know, after service, I will be at the Connect Desk. So if you have questions or don't like you know, getting your phone out and doing all this electronic stuff, uh, please come say hi to me after service. I'd love to connect with you, especially if you're new. Um, I do want to thank those watching online as well. Uh, even though you can't be here in person, thank you for joining us. Um, the other thing I want to highlight here is giving. Through this link, you can give. We also have a text to give number, and we have a box by the back exit as you leave that you can give as well. Um, we are getting to the end of the year, and we've been asking you guys to, to pray about being generous and to give. Um, and I want to say, like, we've had some people step up and give some some. Uh, very generous gifts. And so I want to thank those of you who have stepped in that way financially. Um, We've been encouraging you, if you're somebody who does give, maybe not regularly, to start giving regularly. Uh, One of the great things about our um, online giving platform is you can set up reoccurring giving. And so that way, if you miss a Sunday, it's not like you're missing an opportunity to give if that's something you want to do. And it's really through all of your support that we're able to do the things that we do. So we want to thank you for those of you who join us in that and partner with us in giving. Um, and encourage you in this time to really pray about um, potentially an end of your gift that would go towards uh, the ministry. Uh, There's a few updates that I do want to give us. Um, Today is the last day to drop off uh, gifts. So if you noticed, you guys have been awesome. You guys have brought in so many gifts. Uh, We are partnering with the Delaware Dream Center uh, to give out toys this year. And so today is the last uh, Sunday to give. If for some reason you can't get it today and you have some at home that you forgot to bring, let us know after service. We will be here this week, and I don't think we have to drop it off till later in the week. So um, just let us know if you do have something. Um, I also want to let you know, there is no youth tonight. We were going to have youth group, and I'm really sorry, um, but because of sickness and some of the other things, we are, we are going to cancel youth. So don't come tonight, kids. I'm sorry. We will um, update you guys on the next things to come, but with all the sickness, it's just um, 
not going to happen tonight. So uh, with that being said, let's get into our new series. We're starting this series called The Reason. I know uh, it's, it's, you know, very normal during this time of year to say Jesus is the reason for the season, right? Uh, but I, I'd like to take it a step further. He's not just the reason we celebrate during the season. He's the reason we do everything we do. He's the reason why we can have hope, why we can have peace, why we can have joy. And he's the expression of God's love for us. He is the, the reason. Now, you may be in a place where it doesn't feel good, that it doesn't feel like you're loved or that God loves you, but I'm here to say it is true. He loves you, and it's in the person of Jesus being sent here that we see this love for us. And it's in this season that we focus on that. Messiah, Emmanuel, God with us, coming to earth and showing us his love. Every week here at Press, um, our teaching team gets together, and we jump in a car, and we put up some GoPros, and we talk about the message for today. So let's direct our attention to the screens. Well, here we are, and it's December, December. and uh, <sighs> is it beginning to look alike? like Christmas? <laughs> yeah. No, it's really not, not yet. It's, uh, it looks a lot like dreary fall Ohio weather <laughs> is what it looks like. We missed it. We had a beautiful fall, and then Christmas yeah. time is here. Everything comes so fast, like yeah. it just moves through. I don't know why it feels like that Because you're getting old. That's why. I guess. <laughs> I guess that's it. I, I will say, though, and I think I said this last year, this season is more special to me now than it used to be. Like, I feel like with kids, it brings out the, there's, it's just more special. You see them get excited. You know, we put up Christmas. This is the, I finally caved. We have Christmas lights on our house. Not like a ton, but. On the, on the outside? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the first year that I've actually gone out and gotten, uh, so, yeah, it's like, it's, it's fun to see your kids get excited, and yeah, uh, it's a, it's, it's a fun time of year, and. It's also a challenging time of year. I was, about, yeah. Yeah, I was just about like to, yeah. on a personal level, it can be yep. kind of painful, right? So yeah. that's a whole thing. Yeah, a lot of people. This is a hard time of year, and it just drums up those, some of those old emotions and reminds you of loss. And and I mean, let's look around. There's a lot of pain in the world right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. So, well, how do you celebrate Christmas and deal with the pain? in your life because that's part of the the struggle at least for a lot of people is christmas is is this reminder that jesus came and you know all the the greatness of that but <laughs> i'm now, still in pain that doesn't make me feel good i i want to go and spend a bunch of money on gifts that <laughs> uh, you know i want to distract i'm myself, gonna as i yeah, say yeah we'll, we'll distract ourselves and which is fine it's like i like partying this but. is always <laughs> the challenge of you know we're trying to remind all of us including ourselves because we oh, struggle yeah. with this stuff that uh there is a theological component to yeah. to this life right, right. and so and what that means is this idea of God. There right? is a God. There is a God. <laughs> yes. 
and <laughs> I'm not him. Right. And holding on to that yeah, yeah. means, okay, let's not sidestep some of the issues of some of the things that yeah. we're facing. Yeah. We, we have to address those. So mm-hmm. then Sunday morning, when we talk about this kind of stuff, it becomes a downer, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remind me of all the problems. I was going to go off and spend a bunch of money and feel happy for five seconds. And, yeah. You're but, getting your dopamine in the wrong places. You're right. Yeah. And we got to bring that stuff out, right? Because we... we it, it, life is hard, and we're, we are all dealing with a lot of stuff yeah. personally. Yeah. Everybody is going through things. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't show on the surface so much, and sometimes for some people, that's all they show on yes. the surface, right? Right. Yeah. right. But uh, th- this can be hard. The season can be hard. Uh, life is hard. Yeah. So yeah. holding on to something that's true, finding True, mm. something solid in the midst yeah, of all yeah. of this. Mm-hmm. And that's the real story of Christmas, right? Right, right, right? It's this message of love, this message of hope. Mm-hmm. And we we need to embrace that part of it. But what, what does hope mean right. if, if you don't understand the value of yes, exactly. what you've been given, what's coming, what it... What what's the the love that has been shown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, what is hope if you can't embrace that? Well, and know? I think that's why it's like that's why we talk about these things because we we truly believe it's like in embracing this stuff, it actually does impact your life. Yeah, like sure, go out and buy the stuff if you've got the money for it, whatever, buy it. That's not going to bring you ultimate satisfaction. So why would I celebrate something that's not going to actually bring you satisfaction? It's right. not actually going to bring purpose or anything else. It's like, yeah, we're going to talk about God. We're going to talk yeah. about what what the truth of that means for us uh, because it's something that is more real and, and something that's, uh, I would say, if you embrace the truth of that, is it a deeper and more satisfactory thing? Well, yeah, if your hope is in anything other than God, then you're you're going to be disappointed at some point. The pain of this mm. world, the pain of this life is going to infiltrate and it's going <laughs> to overcome you. Right. right. Uh, right. You know, if your hope is based on God and, and the reality, like you just said, mm-hmm. the truth of all Who that, is, then yeah. the pain may still be there. Like It's right. not going to take away the pain, but now you've got a foundation mm-hmm. upon which to deal with it. Right. So, so the question really is, like this Christmas, is Jesus... The, the reason that we have hope, or is it something else? Yeah, I think that's a good question for us to ask. So throughout the years, uh, churches have celebrated Advent. We are in the Advent season, and this season is it's known as a time of preparation and a time of anticipation. Uh, ultimately, as we know, leading up to Christmas Day, where we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Um, and in, in Advent, each, each week, there is a theme, the first week being hope. And for, for many of us, uh, hope has become a word that I think has been kind of just conflated with optimism or well-wishing, right? I, I hope for this. And what happens when we approach hope this way is that it, 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 it purely becomes circumstantial. It's only about a circumstance happening. I get that present. I get that raise. My investment pays off. The good thing that I wanted happens. But what we miss is that you're not necessarily putting your hope in that circumstance happening. You end up putting your hope in the person or thing that you think can give you that outcome. So your hope is in Santa or your boss or it's in the market performing well. It's in whatever person can bring you this thing that you think that you want. And I think if we look at it that way, we can see how misplaced our hope may be. Our hope has then been put in something that doesn't ultimately deserve 
our trust. We just got done with a series about in God we trust. It's in hoping, it's that trust in God that informs it. And that's really what my first point is. Hope is informed by who we trust in. If you think about who you trust, that's who you hope in. That is who is delivering, who can deliver that, that hope. And if you read through the Bible, you'll see this theme when it comes to hope. Hope wasn't necessarily in the circumstance. Hope was in someone. It was in a person. They may have desired to see a different circumstance, but their hope was in someone. Ultimately, their hope was in God, not in the circumstance. Throughout the Bible, there's a handful of words that you'll see for the word uh, hope. But generally, hope means to wait for, to expect. When I hope, I wait for. I'm expecting, I'm anticipating something. One of the more common uh, translated words for hope was the word kava. Jason's looking at me like, yeah, yeah, did I say it right? Kava, Jason's our in-house old word expert. But the word kava plays off this root word kav, which means cord. And when you pull a cord tight, what happens? It builds suspense, right? There's a tension that builds until it breaks, and then there's that release. Kava is that feeling of anticipation. It's the, the expectation. It's that, that waiting intention. Hope is anticipation and expectation. And again, not necessarily in a circumstance, but in someone. And you see that. All throughout scripture, I'll focus in Psalm chapter 39, verse 7. The writer says this. He says, and so, Lord, where do I put my hope? My only hope is in you. Where do I put my hope? Do I put it in the circumstance? Do I put it in somebody else? No, my hope is in you. It's in a person. I just watched Star Wars The New Hope with my son this weekend. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope, Right? There was a circumstance they didn't like, and it wasn't necessarily just knowing that the circumstance was going to change. It was in a person, and as silly as as it is to compare the Bible and Star Wars, the idea is the same. The situation may be bad. The current space that you're in may be uncomfortable, but I know that my only chance of something different is in this source of hope. It's in God, or maybe it's in something else. And then I think we have to ask the question, just because I have hope in that thing doesn't necessarily mean that the scenario changes, right? Just because I have hope doesn't mean, oh, well, I I, I hoped, and so now everything's good. It may very well still be really bad. And that's one of the biggest elements that I see about hope is this, is that hope endures, Hope endures. Imagine being an Israelite in the Old Testament in slavery for hundreds and hundreds of years. How many generations of, of, of being slaves, but yet there was hope. You know, wandering the desert for 40 years, there was still hope. The Jewish people were not strangers to enduring. That was an element of their hope. 
one of the readings that are commonly read during the first week of Advent is, is from Isaiah chapter 9. And this is, this is a, known as a prophetic scripture that points to the Messiah, to Jesus. And so I'd like to read it for us today. And with that mindset of hope, knowing that in this circumstance, they're not seeing the thing that they want to see yet, but they're expectant. They're waiting. It says this, the people are walking in darkness, have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Hope is in a person. It's in the Messiah, the coming Messiah. And I love this last verse. The Lord, you can keep it up. The Lord will accomplish this. It's in him. We have hope in something better through him. Do you know how many years it was from the time that Isaiah penned this or wrote this or had this thought to Jesus being born? You're looking at about 700 years. 700 years of hope for something better, a Messiah. 700 years of waiting, of anticipation. But I think the question that we have to ask in our, this idea of hope is what are you hoping for from God? What are you hoping for? I mean, let's make the assumption that your hope is in God. <laughs> what are you expecting of him? What are you anticipating? I know what I want to expect. <laughs> I think we can all say that, right? I want to expect a break. I want to expect rest. I want easy. I want no pain. I want it fixed. But now we have to answer the question, what is the hope that Jesus brings us? What is that hope? Is it hope for easy? Is that what he brings? Does he bring no pain? Does he bring no suffering? Or does he allow no pain or allow no suffering? Does he bring these things that I want and I think that's what we have to think about when we think about this word hope and this idea of hope is what is my hope in? Because I know a lot of people who have followed Jesus and have put their faith in him that end up very disappointed because they expect something that they haven't gotten. And they may be expecting something that's not actually what Jesus gives. 
Romans 5, 1 through 5 says this. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The reason we can have hope in spite of pain, in spite of difficulty, is because we know that God is renewing all things. The process that we are in, he will finish it. The work he has started, he will finish it. The ultimate gift is shown in that first verse. We have been justified through faith. I've been justified through Christ. My deepest, darkest sin does not keep me from his love. My failure does not keep me from his love. He sees me as beloved. I am accepted. I'm made whole. My hope is in what he has done and not in what I can do. If that doesn't mean something for you today, then I would argue that maybe you haven't fully embraced the person of Christ. That maybe you haven't fully understood the love that God has for you. Because I'm just sitting here going, well, I just want it easier. I don't really want that gift. And so that's what we do so much with our faith is all we think about is how do I just make things better for me? How do I get what I want? How do I make, how do I, so that God gives, take this gift that he's given us and we forget about it. And so we get to Christmas time, we get to Easter, we get to some of these special moments in our faith and it doesn't actually mean anything to us because we haven't embraced who God is. I look back at what God has done to inform what I expectantly look forward to. I'm going to say that again. I look back at what God has done to inform what I expectantly look forward to. I've seen what he has done. I believe it. I believe that Jesus came. I believe that he's here. And he lived a perfect life. And he died and rose again. And it's because of my belief in that that I can have hope, that I can be expectant, I can be anticipant, anticipant, anticipant? I can have anticipation. I had to make sure you guys were awake. There are some of you guys dozing off. I can have anticipation for the future, even though what I see right now is different. What I see right now is hardship. What I see right now is, is sin and failure. But he did that, so I know I can trust for this. I know he is bringing all things new. He's making all things new. This world will not always be this way. And that's what our hope is in. That's why I can celebrate in this season. I can remember Jesus coming to earth. I can believe that. 
Emmanuel, God with us. I wasn't there to see it, but I believe it. And at some point, every one of us in this room believes something, and those beliefs inform how we live. Just like I said, our trust informs what we put our hope in. If you trust in God, if you, if you have faith in this, then it should mean something for you in the here and the now. It should mean that when we think about Jesus and what he did, that we can feel his love. That we can know that it's like, you know what? This has been a terrible week. God is still good. He still loves me. He has a bigger plan. I love the last verse of the Romans passage that we read. And it's a verse that I used to not fully, I don't know if I'd say I wouldn't understand it, but there's a new, like a, a new depth to it for me. It says, and hope does not put us to shame. Hope does not put us to shame. I've read through that verse many times before, and I was always, what is, why would I be shame? Shame for hope? What? And, and what it really comes down to is, I will not be disappointed in this hope. You will not be disappointed for the hope that you put in God. You will not get to the end of your life and be like, why did I do this? You will not get to the end and, 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 say you, and be disappointed. I think, of it, I think of it like this. This is a really like straightforward line. You aren't stupid for having hope in Christ. It's not some fairy tale that you just tell yourself to make yourself feel better. What would it look like if we actually lived our life in a way that believed this, that believed the truth of what Jesus has done? Because I'll be honest, I've had my doubts. I'm sure many of you have had your doubts. Those of you watching maybe has ha have had your doubts. Maybe the reason you're watching is because you're like in this weird position of like, I don't know if I can do the church thing yet, but I'm still kind of interested, but I don't know, I have my doubts, and I'm not allowed to have doubts in the church. And we've, we've had this, this structure where we can't ask questions and we can't have doubts, and then we feel bad like we're sinning if we have a doubt. It, it's hard. Like, I wasn't there. I wasn't there thousands of years ago. I didn't, I didn't see it. But that's what faith is. There's a, there's a reason I believe. It's not blind, but at some point, we all put faith in something that we can't fully understand, that we can't fully put together. And I'm going to put my hope and my faith in God. I'm going to choose to put my hope and faith in God. And if I'm going to do that, then I'm going to be informed by what he has done to trust and hope for the best for the future, even though I may not see it now. And, and here's my last slide, and it, it's, it may feel just really simple, but it's this. The reason we have hope is because of what God has done for us. It's that simple. Now, there's got to work through that, but it's really that simple. Because of what he has done, I can trust and have hope for what he has in the future. And I know that he loves me and he's working to, to you know, he's working for, for, for my good, for his glory. And there's that process and we're all in that transformative process. We're all growing.
but there is something better, and he is making all things new. But you may be here today in that, in that struggle, the struggle of not seeing the things you want to see, the, the struggle of maybe believing that if I believe in Jesus, everything is just perfect. And, and maybe it's not even that. I think a lot of us, it's not even just believing that everything will be perfect. It's, well, if I do the right thing, then everything should be good. And by doing that, your hope is not in God. It's in yourself to be able to do it well enough. And we continue to live this life where it's really about me doing the right thing. It's not in God and who he is. We can't do enough. We can't try hard enough. And it's not even about, you know, not trying. Don't be a lazy bum. But it's knowing that you are, you are loved by who you are because you're a child of God. Tori, you can come up. I want to close with a, um, a benediction of sorts. And this is from Romans. If you want to write this down, I don't have it up on the screen. This is Romans 15, 13. And I thought it was a, just a, a good blessing to leave us with as we think about this idea of hope. Maybe this week you take some time and think about what, what is my hope in? Who, who is my hope in? If it's in? If it's in Jesus, what does that mean for me? Maybe you have misplaced hope. Maybe, maybe it's in something that, that isn't trustworthy. Work through that. If I believe Jesus to be who he says he is, then this season reminds me that, that Jesus came to earth I mean, for us, to share his love for us. I can put my hope in someone like that. So Romans 15, verse 13, says this, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with the hope that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit that is my prayer for each of us today that we be filled with joy and peace as we trust him and that we can overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit let's pray God, we thank you for this time together. I thank you for the season, for what it represents. And God, I, I pray for each of us as we, as we work through this idea of, of hope. And, and, and maybe for us, God, we, we haven't really examined where our hope is in. Maybe we haven't examined what, if we have our hope in you or if we even trust you. And so God, I ask that that like the verse says, that God, by through that, the power of your Holy Spirit, God, that we would be able to trust you. And in trusting you, that we would be able to have that hope, that hope that endures, that hope that perseveres, that hope that will not be shamed.
thank you for this time, God. I thank you for all that you are doing, for who you are, for your love for us. It's in your name we pray. Amen. I'm going to ask you to join us and stand. We're going to continue a time of, of worship, and this is going to be probably a potentially new song for some of you, but uh, if nothing else, just focus on the words. Focus on uh, the words of the song as we think about God coming to earth. God with us, Emmanuel. Let's continue worship.